This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up? It's another Andrew Porter show. Midnight here. You can read me at CBSPhillysports.com. You follow me on Twitter at A-N-D underscore Porter. Download and subscribe to my Pulse of Philly podcast on iTunes. What a show we have tonight. I'm excited for this one. Really excited. Mike Angelina behind the glass at 1 a.m. My old college podcast partner, Scotty Kret, a.k.a. Scotty Woods, a.k.a. Scotty Books, will join me for a one-hour NFL preview that starts at 1 a.m. And uh, we'll, we'll get your calls in as well. We'll do some NFL over-under, some fantasy football talk, some prop bets. We got it all covered. That's from 1 to 2. But I'm going to start with this. An 888-729-9494 gets you through. I want to take calls right away. Eagles finished the preseason. Finally, it was an ugly game, but the preseason's over. Real football's here. Ohio State manages to beat Indiana. Football's back. We're six days away from NFL. It's a good time. It's an exciting time. September 1st. Like it, The weather's great. It's always an exciting time of the year. It just feels like football, and people love football around here, as do I. So I'm going to start with this. We tend to fall in love with what we see. It's just what we do in, in all aspects of life, whether it be a, a TV show we discover, oh, my God, best show ever, or a restaurant we try, best show, or best restaurant ever, best meal, go here. If we discover it, we tend to love it. You know, We take pride in that. And it happens in sports as well. If we discover a player, it's like, oh, my God, he's the best player. You know, look at this guy. Or, you know, Bob, look at this guy. You see this kid? Look at this guy run. Look at this guy. You want to tell everybody about this guy because you've discovered him on your couch, on your TV. Henry Josie, Matthew Tucker, Demarius Johnson, Chad Hall, Rashid Bailey, and, of course, Paul Turner. It happens every year. They all do this in preseason, and they're all undrafted players. And every year, we fall for it. It's Groundhog Day. Every year, same thing happens every single year. The not-so-talented preseason skill player gets the enhanced opportunity, and boom, overreaction. And it's always a skill player, too. You never notice that. It's always a wide receiver or a running back. Why is that? Because that's what we see. That's what we know. Stats. That's all we care about. Yards and touchdowns. We don't care. The, no one's analyzing the offensive line, the fifth and sixth offensive linemen, but those battles are happening too. The, the, the special teams linebackers are battling for position battles too. But no, but that's, not, that's not high profile. We care about the guys that get the football because that's all we know. That's what we see on TV. Donnell Pumphrey, 26 carries for 49 yards, 13 catches for 72 yards in the preseason. Corey Clement, 28 yards for 105 yards, 7 catches for 46 yards in the preseason. Clement has had 56 more 
preseason yards than Donald Pumphrey. But if you go on Twitter, you would think he's the next coming of Mike Allstott or, or, I don't know, Jerome Bettis. Who has been better their entire rest of their lives? Who has been the better running back? What about high school? What about college? Who's faster? Who has the better combine numbers? Who's more likely to succeed in today's NFL? Who fits Doug Peterson's offense more? Who is more likely to help in the future after 2007? The answer to every one of those questions is Donnell Pumphrey. And this isn't to say that I think Corey Clement is bad or has played bad or hasn't played well, because he has. He's been great. He's played away into the minds and into the, the fabric of Philadelphia sports talk. He's, you know, basically he's played his way onto the roster. But the thing is, that's not how it works in the NFL. He's a great story, local kid. I get all that. They don't care about that. They don't care about the great. Je- Jeffrey Lurie just traded John Dorenbos. He doesn't care about what you feel and, and feelings and stories and, and all that stuff. Corey Clement runs a four six eight forty yard dash at five foot ten. Do you realize how unathletic that is for an NFL running back? Four six eight at five ten. He's played four years at Wisconsin. He didn't break out until his senior year, where he rushed for thirteen hundred yards, but it took him three hundred and fourteen carries. That's four point four yards per carry, third percentile in college football. Third percentile. He caught 12 balls his entire senior year and 29 balls in four years at Wisconsin. But we want to focus on 28 preseason carries. We're discounting his entire career and his athletic profile for four preseason games because it's all we see. It's all we watched. Nobody cares about everything that happened before what we saw. The chances of Corey Clement having NFL success are extremely rare, and it's not because I don't like him or he didn't play well. It's just because he's not physically gifted enough. And a couple of nice preseason runs doesn't really change that. Those kind of players, they just don't have NFL success. It's why Paul Turner's not on a team or Rashid Bailey or Henry Josie or any of those guys who went undrafted. Yet occasionally you have your players who who pop off the undrafted guys and, and you can, you know, name them on one hand. Sure. But it's so rare. It's, it's one in a hundred. It's one in a thousand. So Corey Clement, he's got an opportunity. He's done well with his opportunity. Kudos to him, but he's a long shot to make a roster. Donnell Pumphrey's a fourth round draft pick, a guy they traded up to draft. They traded up to draft him. He runs a 4-4-8-40. He rushed for 1,867 yards as a sophomore at San Diego State. He's their all-time leading rusher. He rushed for over 2,000 yards as a senior. He caught 99 passes at San Diego State. He's just better. If you look at his body of work, he's just better, and he fits the mold of a 2017 NFL scatback, a versatile running back who can play multiple positions. He fits the profile of a Duke Johnson or a Theo Riddick or a Darren Sproles. Corey Clement fits the profile of guys like 
Mike Allstott and Emmett Smith who are extinct. Those guys don't they don't exist in the NFL anymore. The only one left is LeGarrette Blunt, who's on the Eagles. Four preseason games in limited snaps is not a big enough sample for us to sit on the couch, look at the TV, and say Corey Clement is better than Donnell Pumphrey, and the Eagles should keep Clement over Pumphrey. That's just ridiculous. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. You're discounting their entire careers based on four preseason games to make up your mind. Darren Sproles had 11 touches as a rookie in the NFL. 11 touches. His second year, he spent the entire season on the injured reserve list. His third year, he had 47 touches. So in Darren Sproles' first three NFL seasons, he accumulated 58 offensive touches. Basically made zero impact. We're talking about four preseason games. 26 preseason carries, and we're done with Donnell Pumphrey. We want him either cut or, 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 or off the team. I don't know. We're already done. When, when Corey Clement only had 56 more rushing yards than him anyway. It's not like Corey Clement's lighting the world on fire. He had four carries for 16 yards tonight. It's not that easy. I'm fine with the Eagles keeping Corey Clement as their fifth running back. I'm fine if they want to do that. If they want to keep five running backs, sure, go ahead. It's fine. But to suggest that they should keep Clement, a small undrafted plotter over Pumphrey, a fourth-round versatile back with Darren Sproles-like upside, is just ridiculous. It's either both or it's Pumphrey. That's how I see it. I don't really care about 28 preseason carries. 888-729-9494. I had a get my Donnell Pumphrey rant. I have to start off with a rant because it's what I do. I have to start off with, off with conviction, with a strong take, with a hot take, because, you know, anybody can just go and you know, ramble about this fourth preseason game. I don't even think most people watched it. I know I, I didn't really, I wasn't fully invested. I was flipping back and forth between Ohio State and the Eagles. But this whole Pumphrey thing, it's just crazy how this happens to us every single year. And we fall into this trap with, with these players, Paul Turners and Henry Josie, and all these guys. And I'm, I named them Matthew Tucker. All these guys. It happens every single year, and we do it every single year. And next year, the Eagles will sign an undrafted player, probably a high-profile college player who, went on, who goes undrafted, and he'll play in the preseason. Those guys play in the preseason because they're undrafted. Like, they get the opportunity because they're undrafted and because they're probably not going to make the team. That's just, that's how it works. Paul Turner led the team in catches last year in the preseason because the Eagles didn't care. So they just rolled them out there every time. But they're not only evaluating players based on preseason snaps. That's ridiculous. These coaches and these GMs spent months-long research scouting these players to select Pumphrey, not only to select Pumphrey or a guy like Pumphrey, to move up in the draft to acquire him. They're not just going to cut him based on four preseason games, his first four actual NFL games. That just seems ridiculous. You have to be convicted in what you do. 
especially in, in sports. If you believe that Donald Pumphrey is a good running back where you trade up to get him, there's no way you should come off that opinion after four preseason games. And if you do, and if the Eagles did cut him, that would just be an indictment on their front office and on Howie Roseman and how flimsy you are. Who cares about four preseason games? Have some conviction in your draft selection and stick by your player. I don't even think Pumphrey's that good, to be honest. I just think he's better than Clement. And to suggest that the Eagles should keep Clement over Pumphrey based on four preseason games and 56 extra preseason yards is absolutely insane. 888-729-9494. And all that being said, I think Clement has played well. It's a cute, nice story. Glassboro, New Jersey, seems like a good guy. Busted his butt, undrafted. You know, he's ve- he's done everything he's asked to do. He's worked hard. He's produced in preseason. I'm not debating any of that. I acknowledge that all that exists. But this happens all over the league. Every team has a player like Corey Clement, an undrafted player who's busting his butt, producing in the preseason. The fan base gets a hold of him. Look, what a, it's September first. We're ten days away from the regular season opener. What else do we have to yell about? So, so naturally, we find things that attract our eye. The running back battle. The receiver battle is not fun this year because Shelton Gibson hasn't been good. You know, you have Marcus Johnson, Bryce Treggs, whatever. But nobody, that, that's, not, that's not a high-profile debate. The debate has become Corey Clement versus Donald Pumphrey. Oh, look how good Clement has been in preseason. Man, he looks good. <sighs> 56 yards. What, did you see him? Oh, breaking tackles. He doesn't even, what does he have, two touchdowns in preseason? Or something? He doesn't even do anything that well. It just, it's, it's just crazy to me it, it, that people are just so short-sighted sometimes when it comes to the Eagles. And it's all based on what we're seeing. Like our, our eye means so much to us. Like We're so sure we can scout the perfect Eagles player, and we know who's good and who's not, but we don't, but we don't. And and to discount their entire careers is crazy. 888-729-9494. Andrew Porter here, a lot on tap. 1 a.m. We have an NFL preview show we're going to start. I might even start that earlier because why not? Um, I want to get in on a little bit Matt McGloin, little Ezekiel Elliott. Maybe a little Sixers, a little J.J. Watt stuff. A lot to talk about. It's going to be a good show. Um, let's hang out. Andrew Porter Show, WIP Sports Time is 12.15. 12.21, Andrew Porter Show. 888-729-94 gets you through. No one in their right mind should want to keep Corey Clement over Donnell Pumphrey. It's just, it just shouldn't happen. Corey Clement. He's a fourth-round pick. He's more talented. He's more versatile. He fits the mold for this team, for this future. You don't give up on him after four preseason games. Nick, let's start in Glassboro. Ironically, wants to start it off. I'm sure he's a Clement fan. What's up, Nick? Nick. And, and I'm just thinking, yeah, I don't know if he's ready to be a starter in Philly in the NFL at this point, but I don't think we give up on him. I think maybe we put him on the on the rookie roster, on the uh, practice squad roster, keep him and see how he progresses just in case. I mean, 
if one of our backs go down, you know, we do we really want to just throw him to the side and have somebody else grab him? No, I hear you. It's, uh, I, I'm not completely giving up on him. I think you can you can keep, you know, they could keep five backs if they wanted to, and thanks for the call, Nick, but if they just want to keep four backs, I believe they have to release Clement, give other teams a chance to claim him, and if he goes on claim, they can add him to the practice squad. I think that's how it works, but um, I'm totally fine with them keeping five running backs and keeping Clement as well. My My only point is I would never... Um, argue to keep Clement over Pumphrey. That's basically my point here. It's either both or it's Pumphrey in my in my eyes. Pat, you're on WIP. What's up, Pat? Yeah, I'm just a little concerned with the way that the preseason went. Um, with, you know, Wentz not really looking at his brand new receivers. He's not really in the, in the NFL mode. And you're starting out in Washington, and then you're going to – uh, second game's away at the Chiefs, and then your third game, you're at home, but that's still a beast of a game, and then you're going to San Diego. Your first four games are brutal, and yet you haven't you haven't worked with your wide receivers in a, in a game situation. I don't understand why he didn't keep Wednesday. I know he's, I know he's your bonus baby, but... What do you mean he didn't work with the receivers? He played with in I mean, the third it, game. I know, but I think they should have got more time. I, I, you know, what I mean, I think that because because they haven't worked together. I mean, they're they're coming onto the squad for the first time, and your first four games are are you know could could end your season. You know what I mean? And, I mean, I, I looked all the way down all the way down the schedule. It's it's going to be a tough road to hoe. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, Pat. Thanks for the call. Um, starters just don't play in the fourth preseason game in the NFL. I mean, they played the first three games. Carson played pretty well. He played really good against the Dolphins through two touchdown passes, ironically, to both of his new weapons. So I think he's, he, I think they're fine. Their, their regular season schedule has nothing to do with their preseason. Like, they're not going to, they're not going to say, hey, let's run Carson out there in the fourth preseason game because we got the Redskins, Chiefs, and Chargers coming up. Like, that's just not how it works. I mean, they have new receivers that he has to gel with new receivers. Will it take time? Maybe. Um, I think Alshon's good enough where, you know, I can I can go out there and flag football and throw it up to Alshon, and, and he's good enough to make a difference. And Torrey Smith is, 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 is as valuable as they come in the NFL when it, when, when it comes to deep threats. In my opinion, he's one of the most underrated signings or, or um, moves in the NFL just because it's so under-talked about. And now with, the math, with Matthews, Jordan Matthews being gone, Torrey Smith slides into the number two wide receiver role for the Eagles. He hasn't been in this role. He won't. He hasn't received this kind of volume since his days in Baltimore when he did receive you know, 100 target seasons and he did put up big numbers, 11 touchdowns one year, 1,000 yards one year. He, he's one of the leading wide receivers across the NFL over the last five years in yards per catch. He's right there with Deshaun. I mean, he's really good deep threat. He takes the top off of defense, and we saw it against Miami. So, And he's a great guy. That, that helps, too. But I think Torrey Smith is kind of flying under the radar right now as a talent on this Eagles team. He can make a big difference for them offensively. Uh, Brian, you're on WIP. What's up, Brian? Brian. Oh, yes. What's up? Hey, so I wanted to weigh in on some of this nonsense about the Pumphrey 
Clement debate. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm hearing late-round draft picks get cut from teams all the time in preseason. And right now, Donnell Pumphrey has shown nothing out on that field. He's shown no burst. He's shown no, no ability to break some tackles. Supposed to be this great punt returner, electric returning punts. We haven't seen any of that yet. I'm waiting for it. Corey Clement's showing it out there. He's getting on the field before Donnell Pumphrey. Pumphrey's playing against the third stringers. Clement's doing this against the second team backup. Yeah, well, one, I think Clement getting on the field before Pumphrey is an indictment on, you know, in, in the fourth preseason game, I think, you know, you don't want to be the guy going out there. Like but that. It's been like that the whole preseason. And no, it's true, but it's... You it's, said that there were no running backs like Emmett Smith out there today. What about Frank Gore? What about... Yeah, Frank Gore's what 33. About, what about Marshawn Lynch? What about Adrian He's, Peterson? These guys what about are done. Leonard these, what about Leonard Fournette? Hyde? Well, these guys are done. Carlos Hyde's a good example. Leonard but, Fournette is not done. His career hasn't started. Well, sure. Leonard Fournette's a good example, but there's not many early down between the tackle plotters. And even Leonard Fournette is splitting time with TJ Yeldon in Jacksonville because they need to have a guy who can be a pass catcher. Those guys aren't three down backs in the NFL anymore. Leonard Fournette's not a three down back. I mean, there's almost no three down backs in the NFL. Ezekiel Elliott, he's a three down back. Well, he, he catches passes. Well, he's a versatile running back. He catches passes. passes. He did some run. He was very good in run blocking. He could do it all. A lot of these running backs are still conventional running backs. That's, no, I don't think a lot of them. I think a lot of them are versatile running backs and can do both. Thanks for the call, Brian. But um, there there aren't many. You said running backs get cut, like late-round picks get cut, but I don't think there's many fourth-round picks where you trade up to get a player and then a team cuts him. I don't think you can find many examples of that. Um, Clement is nothing like Leonard Fournette. You know, Leonard Fournette is a power back. He's a huge, big power back. Corey Clements 5'10", and he runs a 4'7". It's just, it doesn't really exist. And, and I'm not saying there are no early down backs in the NFL. Leonard Fournette's a good example, and Carlos Hyde is a decent example as well. But they're obviously far and few between. It's not the 90s anymore. It's not the 2000s. The offenses are changing. Their hybrid offenses are, are the Niners and the Jaguars running successful offenses. I mean, the Patriots are running successful offenses. The Packers have Ty Montgomery as their lead back. I mean, the good offense, Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson, these are – David Johnson caught 80 balls last year. I mean, the best running – LaShawn McCoy is another one. The best running backs are hybrid running backs. If you can't catch the ball, if you can't be elusive out of the backfield, you can't play three downs, i.e. LeGarrette Blunt, i.e. Corey Clement, i.e. Le- Leonard Fournette, in my opinion. Tom, you're on WIP. What's up, Tom? Yeah, uh – you know, I just got in the car about five, literally three minutes ago. So I, I don't know your opinion. I'm guessing your your opinion is that Corey Clement should be cut versus Belfry. No. Not necessarily, but go ahead and make your point. But uh, okay, but if 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 they put Clement on that practice squad, he's getting scooped up. He's boom done. Oh no. Oh, oh yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, like I mean, who cares then? Like, oh well, like uh, he's a practice squad no, no, player. But, I mean, I, I but I and, I, and I apologize for talking over you because I only have limited time. No, it's okay. But Corley Clement, Corley, whatever, Corley, Corey Clement. The only, the only reason he wasn't drafted higher is because he had, he was injured his in his senior year or just before that uh, at Wisconsin. I mean, he is—he's a—he's a solid back. The guy Pelfrey, 
no one's going to pick him up. So keep him and and put him on the practice squad. No one's picking him up. He's 178 pounds wet, and he gets knocked over the minute somebody touches him. I mean, am I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong, Tom. Thanks for the call, but yeah, you're wrong. You're factually wrong. Corey, Corey Clement didn't get drafted because he runs a 4.7 and didn't break out in college until he was a senior where he rushed for 4.4 yards per carry, which was third percentile in college football. He's also 5.10, so if you're 5.10 and 4.7, historically you have almost an impossible chance of being successful in the NFL. Why can't people understand that? It's just... I wish he's great. Like I want him to be great. It's just hard to do. There's a reason he went undrafted. Donald Pumphrey being 178 pounds soaking wet has nothing to do with anything when you literally have a, your best offensive player on your roster is Darren Sproles. That's a horrendous, horrendous argument. So, yes, Tom, you're wrong. Evan, you're on WIP. What's up, Evan? Um, so... First of all, I'm pretty sure Pumphrey's close to, like, 165, and Sproul, isn't Sproul's close to, like, 190-something? Yeah. I Maybe mean, I'm wrong. No, you might be right. Sproul's is, Sproul's is a much— He's definitely a—sorry, go ahead. Sproul's is much stronger than Donald Pumphrey. I'm not I'm yeah. not even trying to compare Pumphrey to Sproul's, just that he fits the profile, but I don't think he'll be as good as Sproul's. I'm not saying that. Uh, honestly, I mean, I see the attractiveness of Pumphrey, but when you look at it, I mean, he just needs time, and— I think it would be amazing if they, I mean, maybe Andy, maybe if Doug learned anything from Andy, he would do one of those phantom injuries and, and put him on IR. Um, but a redshirt year is exactly what he needs because when you look at it, I, I think you just got to take the, the best 53 guys. And no matter where they're drafted, I mean, like look at Marcus Smith. I mean, he's gone and he was a first-round pick. So how is not the best track record for drafting? And and running backs are really kind of a, a dart sheet, and I just think they might have made a mistake with Pumphrey. I'm not saying Clement's the answer. I just think that the philosophy's got to be you got to put the best players on the field. No, that's, that's and go ahead, go ahead. I, and when you look at that, I mean that's that's kind of like saying, well, we should keep Sheldon Gibson and not give you know. I, I like Bryce Greggs a lot. I don't know if he'll get a shot, but someone like him or, or someone who's really proved themselves, which I think Clement has done just from watching him. And I know it's just the preseason, but when you have watched the – I mean, Pumphrey had like 1.6 yards per carry tonight. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he had, yeah. Seven, he had seven carries. No, your point, your point is good about, you know, just because the, the, the Treg's point and everything, that's good. That's all true. And Marcus Smith is a good example because he was a first-round pick, and it took them three years. You know, they had a longer string on him because he was a first-round pick. That's just the way it works because they're justifying their draft pick. They're not going to give up on Pumphrey after, and thanks for the call, Evan. They're not going to give up on Pumphrey after four preseason games as a guy that they moved up to draft. So, but, but like Marcus Smith is a good example. You know, they knew they overpicked on Marcus Smith, but they're not going to cut him after four games or one season even. It took three, year, what, three years or four years for them to get rid of Marcus Smith. They gave him every chance to succeed. Why, why, won't we, why don't we want to give Pumphrey a chance to succeed as a, as a fan base? Like, don't we want to see? Can you? I mean, they created a pony package for Donnell Pumphrey. That's exciting. Like, as a fan, I'm, I see that, and I'm like, whoa. A pony package with Sproles and Pumphrey in the game? That's cool. What are they going to do with Corey Clement? R- line up in the I-form? Like, he's... 
There's nothing you can do. And I'm and again, the, Evan's point wasn't Corey Clement, but my my point is why do we want to give up on on Pumphrey because he had seven carries for ten yards in the fourth preseason game against the Jets? Like I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I look at talent profile and I look at their long term possibilities and their upside. Their long term upside is obvious that Pumphrey provides long term upside. His ceiling is much higher than Clement. Sure, if you're keeping the best fit, if your goal is to keep the best fifty-three players, then then maybe Clement's the guy. But but that's not how teams operate. Like you don't operate in a vacuum. You operate to win a Super Bowl, whether it be two thousand seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, or twenty. You're not going to keep an undrafted player and move on from a fourth-round draft pick who's you know the same age because of a preseason performance. That doesn't make any sense because you're just hurting yourself in the long term. Pumphrey has a much better chance to to make an NFL impact than Corey Clement does in two, three, four, five years from now. He's obviously in their minds to replace Darren Sproles at some point. That's obvious, right? Like, that is so obvious. Maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe they draft a better running back next year, and none of these running backs on the current roster have a you know, future in Philadelphia. But clearly, the move to go up and get Donald Pumphrey suggests that the Eagles front office thinks that Donald Pumphrey can replace a 34-year-old Darren Sproles potentially down the road. Them signing Corey Clement, a plotter who underachieved in college, Playing him in the preseason is just, they, they had to play somebody at running back in the preseason. It just happened to be Corey Clement. And he went out and he rushed for whatever he rushed for. Let me get the numbers. He rushed for 105 yards in four preseason games. Who cares? Not, he didn't rush for 215 or 325. You know, 28 carries for 105 yards. Corey Clement. 888-729-9494, Andrew Porter Show, WIP Sports Times, 1236. 888-729-9494, Andrew Porter Show. We're talking Donnell Pumphrey over Corey Clement, or both if they want to keep five running backs. Mike Mayock seems to think Corey Clement's a lock for the roster, which is fine. I just My, my argument is there's no way you can cut Donnell Pumphrey, a fourth-round draft pick. Coming up at 1 a.m., it's my NFL one-hour preview show with Scotty Woods, Scotty Books. He's here in studio. We're going to go through NFL teams over-unders, prop bets. Um, and then at 2 a.m., it's Big Daddy, of course. I wanted to mention the J.J. Watt thing before I take these next few calls on Pumphrey. J.J. Watt is doing something that was really cool, and we see all these um, social media stories. Sometimes social media stinks and, and it's annoying and there's annoying takes and opinions and it can affect serious things like elections or whatever. I don't know. Social media can be scary at times, but there is a lot of good that comes from social media. And J.J. Watt started a campaign to help Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. He set out to raise $200,000 on... um. I've I've retweeted a bunch. I mean, you've seen it. Go to his Twitter. Go to his thing. And he's now reached, and, and I think it's four or five days, they're now at $12 million. I mean, it's unbelievable. Ellen 
DeGeneres donated a million. The Titans owner donated a million. Drake donated 200000 Chris Paul, 50000 And they're at $12 million in about five days. Absolutely incredible. Tip of the hat to J.J. Watt. Um, let's go to Derek. Derek in West Philly, you're on WIP. Um, Mr. Porter, how you doing today? Good, how you doing? I'm good. Um, you know, I like your show. I love the passion. Thank you, Derek. About these two two guys running backs, you know, I want to – you remember when uh, DeMarco Murray came here from the Cowboys. He had a very uh, progressive uh, year before he came here. And I just want to make this point, looking at it from a whole entirely different angle, the offensive line stinks. I don't, I don't think people understand that. You have an old guy on the end, a guy that's on drugs in the middle, and an undersized nose guard. And I'm an Eagles fan. If you're, at, if you're on the six-yard line, you can't run it in, man. Simplicity is everything to me. There's nobody blocking for these guys, man. You know, the quarterback is running for his life all the time. That's not healthy. And I think that's going to be a real big problem. I think that where the production lies is on the offensive line. I really do. No, that's a good point. Thanks for the call, Eric. I mean, Derek, um, well, I don't know that's a good point, but thanks for the point. Um, their offensive line is ranked <laughs> among the best in the NFL. Pro Football Focus actually ranked him as the best offensive line in the NFL. Obviously, again, we react to what we see. They've struggled in the preseason, which means nothing. So we're reacting, and we're kind of, quote-unquote, worried about the offensive line. I'm not. Lane Johnson is a stud at left tackle. Jason Peters is a little bit worrisome. He's older, and who knows how many games he'll last. So an injury could really derail the line. But with Peters, Kelsey, Brooks, Johnson... They're pretty strong up front as long as they stay healthy. I'm not worried about the offensive line just yet. Uh, Mike in South Philly, you're on WIP. What's up, Mike? Hey, Andrew. Um, I'm hoping you're on. Thanks, um, before I say anything, I want to say usually a lot of the times I disagree with what you say, but really, and even when I disagree with you, you always make great arguments and great. you're very smart with sports. Um, that all, that's all that I try to do. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I wanted to say about the whole Pumphrey and Clement thing. I actually do agree with you. Um, I think Pumphrey should make it over Clement as much as I think everyone really likes Clement, especially with him being a local kid. But um, I wanted to say, I mean, I was up there in East Weatherford tonight, and I was first time I ever sat behind the end zone. You can really see the holes open up. I mean, Danell Pumphrey, he really did not have anything to run behind. Yeah, no, you're right. He he didn't, and the starting offensive line didn't even play tonight, so. Yeah, he can't, he can't really even do much. And I don't think the starting offensive line is really even that bad. I just think they really need to get used to playing with each other. I think the stats, it's been like 19 like plays they've been with each other. I mean, that's really not the greatest. No, you're right. That's a good point. Thanks for the call, Mike. That That is a big point with the offensive line. A lot of it has to do with continuity. Lane Johnson missed a ton of games last year. Brandon Brooks is in his second season. You have Isaac Sayamalo. They're plugging in. So, yeah, they're they're learning. And it might take them six weeks to get to top, you know, elite form. It might be too late by then, but the reality is, you know, they're not going to come out of the gate, I don't think, as this dominant run team. Uh, Brent, you're on WIP. What's up, Brent? Hey, uh, I just want to say, uh, I think uh, LeGarrette Bunk's going to be DeMarco Murray 2.0. Uh, he- 
they're already dedicated to the team they they came from. They're not gonna they're they're not gonna run hard for Philly. So we gotta look in, into uh, Smallwood and then Humphrey and then Clement. You know, I I'd cut Blunt before I cut either those two. To be honest with you. No, thanks for the call, Brent. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I'd rather them cut Blunt than Pumphrey because Blunt has no upside on this team, especially for the future. I mean, Blunt has no—I mean, Blunt's basically done. I'd be shocked if he had a productive year. I mean, compared to—he he had so many touches last year, 300-some carries, just ridiculous season in New England, 18 touchdowns. It's, it's non-replicable. Um, but, but it's funny because two callers in this segment brought up DeMarco Murray, and that's a good example— of how wrong we are because we react to small sample size in the NFL. Look, four preseason games is a small is an incredibly small sample. One full NFL season is a small sample size. If you look at DeMarco Murray's career, you can throw out his Eagle season because he's been among the most productive NFL running backs over the past five years. It just take out the Eagle season. It's his only bad football. It's the only bad season of football is when he's with, with the Eagles. We we mocked DeMarco Murray when he was in Philly. We ran him out of town. He's terrible. He's a plotter. He's so slow. I think he was second in rushing last year with Tennessee. Or third. He was top five. So it's just unbelievable how we react based on these small samples especially when it comes to football. An entire season in the NFL is a small sample. An entire regular season. You can't react to that every time. You have to let things play out and trust talent profiles sometimes. Sometimes it just takes a guy to get comfortable in his surroundings. It takes a guy to recover from an injury, like Kiko Alonso. You don't know what he's playing through. Kiko Alonso also got mocked while he was here. He turned out to be a pretty good linebacker for the Dolphins. Now, he, he's not lighting the world on fire, but he was a Pro Bowl linebacker last year, and he got a big contract extension. He was mocked in Philadelphia. It was a bad season that final year with Chip. It was just a bad season all across the board. But it doesn't mean those players are bad because they have one bad season. Good players can have bad seasons or bad games or go through bad stretches when Reese Hoskins goes over his next 22, it doesn't mean he's bad. It's just you're not going to be able to hit a home run every time you step up to the plate. Every run is not going to be a 60-yard touchdown. Sometimes you got to let things develop. 888-729-9494. You can tweet me at A-N-D underscore Porter. Me and Rube are going back and forth on Twitter a little bit. I kind of took a jab at him on his Donald Pumphrey. He's, he's, he's taking shots at Pumphrey. I jab back. He's jabbing back. Whatever. It's fine. He tweeted, Ruby and Rube. And Rube's great. Um, I love Rube. But he tweeted, Donnell Pumphrey's carries this preseason. 5-2-0, negative 2-0, negative 3-0-0-5-4-4. So I tweeted his whole, 26 whole carries. Like, just such a small sample size. You can take any player. You can take Ezekiel Elliott last year, and you could take a block of 26 carries, and it, it could be bad. But that's such a small sample. That's basically one game. Rob, you're on WIP. What's up, Rob? 
How you doing, Andrew? Uh, very good show tonight. Thank um, you. So I just want to comment about DeMarco Murray. I think he got a bad rap, as you said. I mean, he had the one bad year. But if you remember the way Chip Taylor ran that offense, it was all sweeps. You know what I mean? You know, they were sweeping to the right, sweeping to the left, and he get knocked out of bounds after one or two yards. He's a North South runner, and they misapplied him. And I really think that it wasn't really his fault the way that season went down. I think it was more about Chip Kelly. And his whole thing was wearing down the defense, you know, stretching them out, making them go side to side. And DeMarco Murray was the guy that was asked to do that. So I don't know. No, I don't, disagree. I don't disagree with you, Rob. I mean, he wasn't the best fit for Chip Kelly's offense. I didn't love the signing. It just seemed like a lot of money for a guy that didn't really fit the system. But I just think that whole season went down the tubes. The offensive line wasn't good. They they had no continuity on offense. And his system, his offense is built on continuity and success, like a snowball effect. And that's what they had when they had you know, that full season. You, you kind of get a hold of yourself, and, and Murray just never got going. He just he just couldn't get going. And I don't think he's he's a straightforward like he's not a straightforward early down plotter like Legarrette Blunt or like you know he, he's a little more versatile than that. He can get to the outside at times. He can catch passes at times. He's a pretty good, well rounded NFL running back. It was just a bad season, and and I, I agree. I mean, he wasn't used amazingly. 888-729-9494, coming up at one NFL preview show with Scotty Woods. Um, I have to mention this Ezekiel Elliott thing because it's really annoying. Um, looks like he's not going to get suspended for six games for sure. It could be zero games. Apparently, the NFL director of investigations testified at the hearing reportedly, and she says that he should not be suspended after interviewing his ex-girlfriend, Tiffany Thompson. She was not in the original meeting with the NFL when they implemented the suspension. So she was under oath and said she does not believe he deserves any games. Um, so now it's pretty much commonplace where most people feel, and the ruling's supposed to come by Monday, that his suspension will be at least reduced, which is very bad for me because I own Darren McFadden in multiple fantasy football leagues. And that's all I care about. That's all we care about anymore. Injuries. I mean, we cheer injuries and suspensions because it's fantasy football. It's horrible. It's a horrible thing. But I'm not, I'm not on my high horse. I want Zeke Elliott suspended and not because of the Eagles. Because I own Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden was going to be a top 12 running back for the first six weeks. Now he stinks. He's basically, I have to drop him in every league. He's unusable. It's not good. This, is, this bothers me. All right, speaking of fantasy football, we're coming up on the other side, and we're going to get into all things across the league. Every team, hopefully, assuming we have time, we have an hour. We're going to power through every team in the NFL, prop bets, hot takes, fantasy football, everything and anything. And we're taking your calls as well. If you want to get in on the Eagles, the Pumphrey thing, in the 1 o'clock hour, feel free. If you want to get in and give us your NFL bold prediction or your fantasy football questions, please feel free. 888-729-9494 is the phone number. I'm Andrew Porter, and the WIP Sports Time is 1255. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.